0: To down miffed. to dunk, yeah. Um, miffed and peeved, miffed and peeved. That's yeah, a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved, miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. Oh, <laughs> miffed. I, don't I don't know it. I know it. the world. it's a real world. It's a real, That's it. a real one. I don't yeah. use it, but it's <laughs> not in your vocab. Down to dunk, yes.
1: This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry, right. 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 this is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to down to dunk.
0: Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of DailyThunder.com, CLNS Media, also featured on Dash Radio, 5 o'clock Central Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. With me today is my good friend, McKelly Barrow. McKelly, what's up?
1: Well, we had uh, a very boring basketball week, I would say. Uh, For the rest, everything is
0: great, as always. Yeah, it was was strange. Yeah. (laughs) It really was. You had orlando dallas phoenix which were and i have a friend jeremy that texts me he's like why do all these games feel like playoff games like the (laughs) they shouldn't like dallas on february 28th should not feel like a playoff game like a must-win playoff game uh but they really did they needed to win those games and they did not do it in convincing fashion but they did win them which really yeah. matters in this playoff race because they're 7th in the West right now. They're 37-28. and 28. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. And they are tied um, with the San Antonio Spurs as far as games back. But they are back in the lost column and up in the win column on San Antonio, who's 6th. Uh, they are a game back from being in 8th place with the Denver Nuggets. And minnesota's at a free fall right now they're um half a game back of minnesota and new orleans who are fourth and then the team that they lost to the other night they're a full game back of the portland trailblazers who sit at three Uh, but we're still talking about maybe one of the tightest playoff races that i can remember in the western conference as far as number of teams trying to position themselves and so I really think the Portland game was a schedule loss. A lot of people have been mad at me for saying that, uh, but if you're mad at me, you don't really understand what a schedule loss is because, like, it was built in before. Before their record is what it is now, like that's a tough game. They always play terrible in in Portland. Um, but what what did you see from that game, McKelly? Well, um, first of all, let me
1: comment on what you said before about the, the race. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: we actually we actually thought at the beginning of the season that that could be the case. Mm-hmm. The main teams uh, would be in the race. The issue is two teams uh, should have been much better than that. One is the T-Wolves. Uh, since Jimmy Butler went went down, yep. they basically had like a very bad record. Uh, and the other one is the Thunder. Um, if you if you take out those two teams, the other, like the, re- the remainder, we, we already forecast that that could be uh, the case. So it is exciting uh, that we have something meaningful in the regular season. We just hope to see like better basketball for, for OKC. And that right. brings Portland. Um, I watched the, like two and a half quarters um, because it was too early for me to wake up at four. Um, and I think that, a big part of their loss is missing shots missing open shots
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Abrinas missed I think three open shots in the second part of the game uh, Paul George missed everything uh, Russ missed a lot of uh, mid-range jumpers um, shots that were falling in December and January I think that this team uh, went through a, transformations, uh, a transformation um, in December and they are kind in the same spot now so they they lost their identity. Uh, they are struggling to find a new one. And missing shot is the outcome of that. Uh, as I told you uh, privately, I mean, we, we've seen the numbers. They are generating a ton of open looks, like 6.2 three-pointers uh, per game that are wide open in the last 10 games. And they are converting them at a very, very low uh, rate. And especially the, the the open ones, so between four and six uh, feet um According to Second Spectrum These are shots that you should convert At a very high rate Like 35 plus OKC in the last 10 games is at 8.7 <laughs> Like 8.7 is abysmal. Like no uh, NBA team Should should shoot that Yeah, uh, Maybe not even D-League teams And they are though uh, And Paul George is, is a big part of that I, I think that after also game He completely lost his
0: rhythm yeah, he and to that point before the All-Star break, he was 43% from 3. In 6 games after the All-Star break, 23%, 20 percentage points worse. I mean, this is just a weird slump. It's th- this happens in an NBA season and we I mean, he needs to <laughs> return to form if they are going to have any shot of beating Houston tomorrow. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I mean, what you hope is that
1: since you have three good players, that when one is in some slump and that can happen, the other two can carry. But the yeah. issue is, it seems that with this team, um, well, Melo is always in a sort of slump this season, <laughs> uh, and Russell George actually goes go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. In terms of shooting, them when they are both shooting well, the defense is completely scrambled because you have too much firepower. But when they are missing shots, the the defense shrinks, and for some reason, Paul George is not able to take advantage of that. And so it, it's it's very weird. And yeah, you would hope that with Melo, you you could have like a reasonably good uh, options in terms of coring, but the numbers there are not great.
0: Yeah, yeah, and. <clears throat> A couple notes from that Portland game. And this is something that I think is positive. Well, a couple positive things. I didn't think they played that bad. Like I think that, like you said, if they just shot the ball at an average rate, they win that game. I thought they played well, the good enough defense. I thought that they had good involvement from everybody. I thought two pats starting the game was really good for them. Um, I thought that overall their shot selection was fine. They just didn't hit the shots. And like, to me that was it you know abrinas in particular he had a wide open three um, down the stretch and again he took one shot in that game like that, that's a problem like if you're trying to get this guy in rhythm like you can't just give him one shot uh Corey brewer came in and took terrence ferguson's minutes great job billy donovan like that's what we wanted right and you know Corey brewer ran around like a chicken with his head cut off during that game um <laughs> but i still think that he is going to be able to contribute more than what ferguson did and i know ferguson was shooting the ball well lately i just haven't seen enough evidence that he is going to be a helpful player this season and maybe maybe brewer isn't that either but i think that he's at least going to give the effort uh he's a veteran who's played on he's played in the nba for a long time and so we'll we'll get to we'll get to see what what his minutes replacing Ferguson does. And also he typically plays well against the Houston Rockets. He had like a 20 plus point game uh, with the Lakers against the Rockets earlier this season. Maybe he can have some of that magic again tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Uh, The game will be extremely
1: uh, important for OKC. Uh, It has like uh, some winnable game uh, in this week, uh, except for the Houston one. But if if they can get it right in the first game of the week after a good two game rest especially entering three games to rest um three days to rest uh, then this week may be important for okc um because i think that i i I said that last week i don't remember if i said it here or on twitter that if they had to win if they go for O in the week they would probably be the, in the third spot in the west and that was accurate um, this, theme, this race is so tight that if you go again 3-1 or 4-0 next, next week then probably you will be third and maybe with a, with a, game, a full game of adventures um, like on the fourth mm-hmm. so it, it's and this week is still easy because you play at home so it's, it's really important that they they perform well this week too, because the
0: next ones are much much harder I'd like to thank Andy's Frozen Custard for sponsoring today's show. If you haven't been to Andy's, I don't know what you're doing because it is amazing. They have locations in Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, Colorado, Arizona, Missouri, Arkansas. It's an amazing, amazing establishment. Go today. They have, they're they're just speaking my language right now because they've got this mint cookie concrete that is just to die for i love i love some mint i love uh some thin mint cookies and uh this brings it all together with the most delicious custard that you will ever have so they make their frozen custard fresh hour by hour you can watch it being made to the window i take my kids there all the time hold them up and they love to see the custard being made it's just unbelievable so if you haven't gone yet you should go. Not only because the custard is good, but to support the people that support down to dunk and eat at Andy's frozen custard. Yeah. They again, like <clears throat> really every game is just super important to this team going forward. You know, this this week they've got Houston on Tuesday, but then they got Phoenix at home Thursday night and they have San Antonio at home Saturday night. And then the next week they have some pretty winnable games too. Sacramento, Atlanta, back to back. Like, you have to win those, like, period. Like, you yep. just have to win those. And then they get the Clippers at home on Friday. And so these next two weeks, like, they have an opportunity in front of them uh, to win some games, to create some distance. Like, if they could go on, you know, lose to Houston, fine. But then go on, like, a five game win streak from there, which is entirely yep. possible before they head into Toronto. Like you can put some distance between you and some other teams if you can do something like that. So they've got the opportunity. I don't. I don't know if they'll take it. They they just haven't been good enough, uh, at all. And you know their their offensive rating right now twelfth in the league, one hundred six point nine. Defensive rating they're down to ninth at a one hundred four point four, and then net rating two point five. They're eighth in the NBA, um, but when you dig deeper the past you know 20 games or so it's ugly like they are a bottom you know 12 team in the league whenever you look at them over the past 20 games and that's a pretty big sample like there's enough evidence to say like oh like this <laughs> this doesn't look good uh they can still turn it around like they have the talent there like i know dre is incredibly important and <clears throat> he's in a way he's kind of like their Draymond green in a way that he glues together everything that they want to do. His offense was not as bad, even though he wasn't shooting the ball. Well, like he was helping the ball movement. He was helping with his cutting. He was predictable. Like they knew where he would be and what he would do. They're having to relearn like three or four other guys and trying to figure out if they fit. And the problem is that none of them are like above average. Um, and Abrinas is obviously, obviously above average as a shooter, but defender, he's below average. Houston, it's the opposite. Ferguson, he's not above average in anything. Uh, Corey Brewer, probably not above average at either thing either. And so you don't, you're do not you just dealing with a talent deficit at that spot. And we would have hoped that Abrinas could have developed a little bit more up to this point, but I don't feel like he's had enough time to do that on the court. Houston's uh, the same thing. Like they should have been playing Houston last year to figure out if he is a guy and he's a guy that they can play. And I feel like he hasn't had the necessary experience either. Uh, Ferguson is nineteen, and Corey Brewer is a you know, tenth- drunken dribbler. He's the <laughs> drunken dribbler. <laughs> so like they just don't have great options there. But the fact is, they have the MVP from last year on their team, Russell Westbrook. They have paul george who is by a lot of people the best two-way player in the nba they have steven adams who's one of the best two-way centers in the nba they have carmelo anthony who is by reputation a great player but hasn't been very good this season but still provides some shooting like they've they've and they have jeremy grant who i feel like has really improved this season like if there's a most improved player on the thunder it's jeremy grant like he's been really solid I think Felton's a good backup point guard. Patrick Patterson provides solid minutes. Like you've got pieces there. Yeah. It's, it's not like you have nothing there. Um but they've got to figure something out. Like I know and we've been saying that all season. That's been the frustrating thing about this team is like, "Oh, they'll figure it out." "Oh, they got to figure this out." They're they're in well, that they, spot again. And I feel like they've almost had like three different seasons within a season. You know they yeah. had they had the front part of the season where they just sucked and they couldn't figure out how to play together then they figured out how to play together season two where robertson is a defensive maniac they've figured out their offense they're just killing teams and now their third part of their season where robertson goes down they're trying to figure out who they can play with and they're kind of back to where they were at the beginning of the season and it's just been it's been crazy yeah
1: and to be honest, a lot of that again goes to um, goes with the the shooting percentage they have. We were saying that the same thing at the beginning of the season this team cannot shoot that bad and i mean i'm I'm really puzzled about Melo's season because it seems it seemed that when robertson was uh was again was with the team and was finally involved in the offense, Melo decided to look for him first and to move the ball quickly. Now, it, it reverted back to to the worst version of himself, because A is isolated a lot more, is using a lot of post-touches. And the problem with that is, he's not been efficient since basically November. A- and this is terrible, because you have a very... High Inefficient player that is taking a lot of possessions, uh, not the possession you want. Because if he's shooting like uh, three pointers as he did with Sacramento, I'm more than fine with it. Um, and then on the defensive end, he's terrible because he doesn't he doesn't play. So so it's. I mean, I I was listening to um, the low post uh, with uh, McMahon, and they were saying rightfully so. Carmelo is playing like a role player that doesn't provide. Any help on one end of the floor and on the other end is not efficient. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really hard to see him play that way. And so I, I, I don't know what, what, what a possible solution would be. Uh, surely not benching him because he, he made that loud and clear that he won't uh, be good with that. But the, Billy has to try something. Uh, Maybe starting Corey Brewer will help because he's a decent cutter at least. Uh, And with that movement on the floor, Melo may search for him because I think that Brewer can take the same touches that Robertson was taking. It has uh, uh, cutting on the baseline, um, occupying the, the low post in the dunker spot. Those plays probably will be available. Uh, and one of the problems that OKC has right now is that Eustace is not cutting and his shooting percentage are just abysmal and even with those the lineup with him are reasonably okay the point is that they're not um, taking enough advantage at the beginning of games and and then from there there is is no flow uh, from the first half to the second half and We've
0: seen that too many times this season. Yeah, and Melo just needs to shoot spot ups, like period. And I know that he hasn't even been as good at those as you would have expected. He's on threes that he doesn't dribble at all. He's 37%, which is not as good as he has been in the past. But when he dribbles once, he's 30%. When he dribbles three to six times, he's 30%. And when he dribbles seven plus times and then takes a three-point shot, he's 28%. Yeah, Like he's just, he just has to take spot up threes when he's wide open. He's 42% on this season when he takes, uh, contested shots. He's like in the twenties. Yeah. Like like he just needs to be spot up rebound. And then he has had stretches where he's played good defense. Like he's had games and stretches where he's been fine on the defensive end. Um, But I just think it's a general arrogance with this team. And it starts with Melo. It has blood over to Russell Westbrook, who I think has had the similar arrogance anyways. Um, And then there's just not a lot you can do. Like when you have those two that come in and are not taking pride on the defensive end, and even Paul George is guilty of this. Like when you play Phoenix on the road and you just barely show up, Barely show up in time to win, and what's funny about that game is that they covered the spread. <laughs> My friend Jeremy texted me afterwards. He said, "Never in doubt, they covered the spread, seven and a half." It was just like, what? I mean, that game was they were awful until the fourth yeah. quarter, basically, and then they turned it on. And like, it's just so frustrating because Paul George said we d- we decided to play defense. Oh well, good decision. Let's <laughs> let's let's decide to do that every game. I mean, it's just it's they're infuriating in a lot of ways and i don't think this team would be better without carmelo anthony but he needs a he needs to have a lesser role like he needs they need to he needs to have a lesser role period and they cannot continue to throw him the ball on the block i mean if he has like a crazy mismatch where you know some small you know point guards guarding him okay like i get that but they've they've continued to throw him the ball in places where I don't feel like it makes sense. And it kills the flow of the offense. It takes away shots from Paul George takes away shots from Russell. And it's just like, we want those two shooting the ball more than more than mellow does. And we really need to find a rhythm for these other guys around them. And that's, that's also been a problem is that these other guys haven't been able to catch a rhythm at all. These shooters. Like we thought that Patrick Patterson, and Abrinas would have a huge role this season. But neither of them shoot the ball enough to catch a rhythm. And the guy that does shoot it a lot, Jeremy Grant, the only reason he does is because when he gets the ball, he drives. And yeah. he creates his own shot. And it's it, it's just an overall symptomatic problem with this team that I still feel like could be turned around. It's not impossible. Um, but we're late in the game. It's March. We've got... Yeah. We don't have many games left.
1: Yeah, and the, 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 the M.O. at the beginning of the season was, uh, well, let's see how this team plays in March. Well, this team is playing its worst basketball in March. Yeah. Um, and going back to what Melo can do for this team, uh, and, and I, was, uh, I was saying the same thing a couple of minutes ago, I think that Billy has to think hard. Uh, on the benefits of having Melo this much time with the starters, mm-hmm. because I mean, I, I think that if you have Robertson, uh, Robertson on the on the floor, then it makes sense to force Melo to be a spot up guy. Yeah, uh, uh, but without him, there, there are easier ways to play offense, and having Melo being a little bit more ISO heavy. Uh, CC is winning anyway with you on the floor, and it's not working. So I think that. I, I don't know if that would work after a season of trying to go in the other direction. But the, the the thing that is puzzling me is that you're going away from Melo's isolations to give isolations to Jeremy Grant, mm. which is okay. But then you play Jeremy Grant with the starters. And so you have two isolations player again. So it, it doesn't really make sense. If you want to have mm. an isolation that takes all the second units uh, stuff, then play Grant, but play also Melo. Because... I mean, Grant is nice. is is He's learned a lot. He's improving, and I love the time the OKC gave him. If if that was me, he was probably not playing for the full season. But anyway, um, but now you have to to see what you have clearly. And Melo may be a spot up guy, but he will revert to post ups and to mid range. And so, if you don't have like. The consistency to find someone that moves with the second, with the first unit and force Melo to, to move the ball, then it really makes sense to play him like five to six minutes and sub out, play Patterson uh, that works with the starter, maybe put Abrinas in there and then go back to Melo with the bench. Because George has never been great with the second unit anyway. Maximize his put-up opportunity with Russ, Patterson, Adams and Abrinas on the floor and then Hope that Melo can can lead your bench, because sometimes the bench can score. I know that that in a few games, like against Phoenix, they were able to shut down Phoenix. That is okay. I, I realize that, but they the second unit will not be able to shut down Durant led second unit. Like yeah. they will not do that. They will not shut down a second unit with Ryan Anderson and Chris Paul. They will simply not do that, and so. I I see the benefits of having Melo with the starters. I saw them with Robertson on the floor because he wanted to give the best unit you can a chance. And that was a very wise thing to do. Um, And Billy succeeded. (laughs) The point is, Billy's plan at the beginning of the season, even if a bit late, probably, it was going to work. So OKC, when Robertson was healthy, was on a very, very good run. They were playing good basketball. They smothered uh, Golden State. And and so, I mean, I, I think that that plan cannot be there anymore because obviously he's not here and there's no replacement. Then you have to really rethink the way you use Carmelo Anthony because the way you're using him, him now is detrimental for George and Russ and detrimental for him. He's not engaged because he can't find a way to be effective. And that is, I think that they are frustrated. I mean, part is, is arrogance, yes. But on the other end, y- y- think about Put, put yourself in in, the, in in these circumstances. I mean, you move from New York to have a real chance to win. And you kind of revert, go to a spot-up role in December and January. Then everything goes wrong and you can't succeed. Like, you maybe... It's it's hard. It's not easy. I mean, uh, they, they should play better, yes. But things are not working. And sometimes... The shots goes off because they, 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 they go off, and there's no reason. And it's frustrating. And so I think that you have to, to find a way to to get back, back Melo on this team. Otherwise, your old uh, summer plans are, are worthless. Because uh, you have to, again, you have to take the, the advantage on having uh, an all-time leader in
0: scoring. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They need to figure out ways to get him better shots. And that's, that just goes for everyone at this point. Like they just have to find, hunt good shots, um, and play within themselves. I just feel like a lot of times they try to force things and try to create too much. And you're right. Like people, people say like star Patrick Patterson, you know, do this, do that. You you lose mellow. You may lose everything. (laughs) And that's the kind of risk that you take. Like, it was a big risk they took when they traded for Melo. And, yeah. you know, I still think that their ceiling is higher with Carmelo Anthony on their team than with Canner and McDermott. Uh, but Kanter and McDermott, uh, you bench those guys. Like, you could bench them, and you're not going to lose anything. You know? You can play around with the rotation as much as you want with those two, and you're not going to lose anything. And, you know that maybe the, the Thunder are probably solidly the three seed with those two because they're going to come in. They're You know what you know what they can do and what they can't do. They're not going to try to do a lot of what they can't do. And they're going to play within themselves, and they probably help you win some games. And, you know, Mello's helped the Thunder win some games, and he's lost them some games as well on the defensive end. Um, but they still have a higher ceiling heading into the playoffs. And, you know, Russell... It's time to put your your money where your mouth is Tuesday night against Houston. Whenever Tim McMahon asked you in Dallas about your record against the bad teams, all you wanted to talk about was your record against the good teams. Well, you got a good team coming in to Oklahoma City, the Houston Rockets. One of the best teams in the league. Could be the best regular season team. I don't think they're better than Golden State, but they're outstanding. And so here's your chance. Like you say that you can beat the good teams. Like here it is. You, know, you play awful against Houston, or against Phoenix and against Dallas and Orlando. Uh, you played okay against Portland, but now you got this team that you say that you're going to show up against, and it wouldn't surprise me. Like I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Thunder even blow out the Houston Rockets. Oh geez, like I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that that, that won't happen. <laughs> I, I'm not I, sure they. they I, they. I know. Blow, I know. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, it doesn't seem probable. It doesn't, but they've, they have done it against golden state. You know, I did not think, you know, when they went into Oakland the first time, I thought they're going to get embarrassed. Uh, Yeah. And so I don't know. I think that Houston, the more I think about it, they may be a worse matchup for Oklahoma city than golden state. And in the fact that they will target mellow, and, oh yeah, And they will over and over and over again go to that matchup and probably kill it. And we'll see if Billy has it in him or can figure out a way to bench mellow in moments like that um, because they will need a Jeremy Grant. They will need a Patrick Patterson. They'll even need, like, maybe just bring in Josh and play him at that spot. Like, they need to figure something out. For that spot um, because Houston is really good at identifying weaknesses within a defense and exploiting them and there I think there are six 16 games is that right yeah um, 16 game win streak and you know they've got a big week they've got OKC and Toronto and they've got one other good opponent this week at Milwaukee you know th- this Houston team is great this Thunder team is okay like they're a mediocre team at best at this point in the season and they 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 can they can prove some things over the next few weeks sure um but this is a big it's a big matchup a lot of it because of the position that Russ has put this team in with the way that he talks to the media after the games you know he refuses to talk about these bad teams that they can you know barely get over the hump on and then just wants to talk about these games well Here's your game. I'll be very interested. I'll be at the game. I'll be very, very interested to see how Russell handles um, that game if they do lose, and what he has to say after the game. I expect it to not be very long, and I expect him to blink a whole lot. I like my two expectations with Russell if they do lose the game, but it's just we'll see. We'll see. They've got they've got a they've they've got a huge challenge in front of them and a team that they probably going into the season and maybe even still now think that they're on par with like it would surprise me if they in their heads they think they're on par with the rockets when they like stack up their talent next to each other and those are two teams that made massive off, you know changes in the offseason and you know they've been compared to each other uh, over the offseason but one team has separated themselves and they play a good brand of basketball and they stay within themselves and you know they've had injuries too like they've had yeah. big time injuries and they've been able to fight through them and been able to stay the course, and you know that's something the Thunder just haven't been able to do. Yeah, and um, you think that when Harden and CP3 are playing
1: together, OKC lost one. Uh, I'm sorry, Houston lost one game. Is
0: really so. <laughs> right. Yeah, when Harden, Capella, and um, Chris Paul play, they just don't lose. They just don't. Yeah, yeah. it's it will be interesting, uh, and
1: I hope uh, deep down that. Russ comes out uh, like he did against Golden State in in mm-hmm. Oracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time, yeah, 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 the first time when he was like nine nine of eleven in the first half. Mm-hmm. Because they they can they they have it, um, and maybe uh, if Melo can play like two or three possession defensively at the beginning of the game, where he's consistent, where he does what he's supposed to do. Sometimes like this team has just to play the way they know, um, with a bit of energy at the beginning and involving everyone, and having a bit of luck because they they, they will need that. They will need a lucky night uh, shooting wise. Maybe Josh hits a corner three. Maybe Paul George comes uh, be- begins the game like on a hot streak, and and maybe like a game like that can turn you, you a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take it uh, in the right way if you if it's humble to you because you can you can you can look at it in two ways like yes we, we know that the, that we were uh, this team or when we really try uh, we win and now we should really do it um, so I don't know I I will I will look at that, I will watch that game with a ton of things uh, in my head to to sort out
0: mm-hmm yeah. And, you know, they, they lose and they, you know, looking like they're out of the playoff picture. If you tune in to ESPN or whatever, they may talk about the Thunder being out of the playoff picture. It's not over. They lose nope. this game Tuesday. Like, don't, don't fall into the, oh, the Thunder are going to fall into the playoffs. I mean, it's so tight. Like, just, just hang, like you're going to have to hang in there and you're not going to have to hang on every single time. Like the Thunder may fight their way over the next two weeks to third place and be like, yeah, we're solidly in third. They may fall back down to, you know, you know, ninth or tenth at one point in the season. And then but I, I don't expect the Thunder to miss the playoffs is what I'm trying to say. Like I don't expect them to miss the playoffs. Where they'll, where they'll end up, I have no clue at this point. Just absolutely no idea. Um, one thing I do know is that Russell Westbrook, may average a triple-double this season because he's averaging 12, oh, yeah. 12 and a half rebounds per game since the all-star break oh my i i knew how he was going to <laughs> of course he is of course <laughs> I what was are we thinking No, sure. <laughs> you know i mean i
1: i, I had no doubts yeah. i mean when i like the first game after all-star i think he he grabbed like 15 mm-hmm the second one. I don't remember. I think it was the first one after all thing.
0: I said, well, okay, yep. <laughs> let's go back to the triple, triple double watch. Yep. Uh, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, also, his free throw percentage has gone up quite a bit, which I think is a good sign. I think that yeah. his, his overall shooting will get better from where he's been at, but he's up to 84% in these past six games from the line. And I think that he's finally getting his footing at the free throw line again. And so, with a guy that can get to the line a ton. I think that him figuring that out is a huge deal because him shooting, you know, in the low seventies and the sixties earlier this season, I mean, that was detrimental to this team. Like they, oh, yeah. they rely on getting those easy points and he's starting, he's starting to figure that out. So if you're looking for a little ray of light, ray of sunshine on this thunder team, like there's definitely one of them as that Russ has figured it out from the free throw line. Um, which I thought that he inevitably would, but, but here he is. So that's a good thing. Uh, Paul George is not going to shoot this poorly. Like he's just not going to, he is probably going to be up in that 40% range again quickly. And I hope that it's this week, the Thunder need him badly. Um, but they've got Houston Tuesday, Phoenix at home Thursday. The Thunder are so weird against Phoenix, um, you know, Dragon Bender was, he had like six threes in the first game and beat the Thunder. And this past game, you know, Alfred Payton, for whatever reason, just kills Russ. And that's so strange. Uh, but then they get San Antonio Saturday night, uh, a San Antonio team that has not been very good as of late. And no. so they've, they've got to win that game.
1: Um, yeah, that, that is important. That is a, probably the most important game of the week. Thanks. Um, because they they can secure the tiebreaker or go to one. Is it one one the the, uh, the series against San Antonio? I think I that's
0: right. Yeah, because they they beat them, yes, it is one one because they lost at um, San Antonio earlier in the season when um, everyone was healthy and then they played them again at home when the Spurs had nobody playing. like, yeah. like Brandon it was like the Brandon Paul game. Uh, yeah, and then now they have them again, and so yeah, it's it's important. the The San Antonio Spurs are two and eight in their last ten.
1: Yeah, they they are not good. I, I was looking again at the three point uh, results of PG the last five game. Yeah, I think that the percentage is not telling enough. Like I, I would read the numbers: O from seven Portland, three of nine Phoenix, two of six Dallas, two of seven Orlando, 1 of nine Golden State like and it is it is incredible that he's in such a cold slump not colder than as the All-Star game night like there's this other night but mm. close to he was terrible
0: <laughs> he really <laughs> that, was that,
1: that jinxed his entire uh, well, like season <laughs> i hope not no. <laughs> <At laughs> you yeah, le- at least at the, least the, this uh, this uh short stretch of yeah course.
0: it's it's so weird uh, The thunder practice today and They'll scheme and I I know Billy is a better coach when they play good teams like he just is uh, yeah. and the team is a better team when they play good teams and so you have like the hope of that like he's not going to screw around with weird rotations against good teams. He never does even against Portland. I thought I thought that he I thought that you know, you can't blame Billy for that game. Like I thought no. Billy did a really good job um, but against like Orlando Dallas and Phoenix like I'm like, what are you doing? Like, those are the games where I feel like, with the team and with Billy, I'm with everyone. I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, what he's is developing? He's developing. Yeah, he's, he's de- <laughs> developing a potential loss, is what he's developing. Uh, oh, man. Well, I'm
1: sure that, uh, I mean, it, it hurts. and But sometimes I I try to, to, to see after the season. I know that without PGE, it's all pointless. Yeah. Uh, but. As an organization, you you may want to give I mean I think that the way Billy used uh, Ferguson in Phoenix and in Dallas was much, much better.
0: Sure, sure. He and, he, he, and and you know to, and I probably need to do this before I forget. Terrence Ferguson was good in those games. I yeah. Got, I thought that he was really solid. He show, he showed the flashes of what he can be, you know, in the future. And I've killed him all season uh mostly deservingly so but i just want to give a shout out to terrence ferguson who was great in those games yeah uh well great but well, it was it was okay uh for a rookie okay. um i think that
1: also billy used very well his minutes because when he was killed by uh by booker yeah he he did like two possessions in a row where he did what was supposed to do on the court and he stayed there so that is a good way to develop him like you you give him like uh, a cookie when he's good, and if he doesn't do what you want, then it's fine. You, you can sit on the bench, and but you give him like good minutes to develop. I wasn't okay with uh, like starting him and leaving him out there no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like that that, that that wasn't working, mm-hmm. and now he he goes in the game with a better feel of what is going on because he was able to watch like six seven minutes, and in the end, I mean, he he was playing better, like, reasonably better. And so, if you develop him that way uh, for the rest of the season, playing him, like, against bad team that you're supposed to beat, I'm sure he will play against Phoenix, I think. Okay. Uh, well, maybe Billy will, will give, like, Corey Brewer, like, a lot of minutes to try to, to include him quicker, but maybe he will take some Obrinus minutes. Obrinus is not going to have a lot of minutes uh, in the rest of the season, I think. Yeah. And so, who knows? But, but again, I, I I think that Maybe in a year or two we will be thankful that Ferg took part of those meetings. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that could be true. Um also credit to Billy on this, that the Kyle Singler experiment has been and is over. So yeah. Credit to Billy there. Kyle, uh, shall we <laughs> shall we play? Yes. Let's play a game and then uh we'll we'll be done. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it's the usual fan with stats, and we will start with the top three rankings. And this time we'll be in the positives. So I'll ask you, who has on OKC, uh the best net rating post-all-star game?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Top three. Uh, top three, okay. Um, Josh Hustis? Yes, first place, 2.7. Okay. Uh, Two Pat? Nope. No. Uh Steven Adams 1.6 third okay. place. Hmm. Raymond Felton? Nope. No. Well, Abrines?
1: Nope. No, no, he's a starter.
0: Oh, he's a starter.
1: Yep. Um Paul? Paul, 2.7. Okay. Russ is minus 4.3. Yeah, I knew Russ was not good. <laughs> and Ferguson is minus 20.8. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Hey there, T
0: Ferguson. Minus 14. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: now we go to, uh, I decided to use NBA.com this time, not clean the glass. Uh, we will go to best pick and roll ball handler in terms of point per possession out of
0: pick and roll. Okay. Is there a minimum number?
1: Oh, yeah. I put like, yes um i basically the ones that had like less than 0.5 actions in peak and roll per game i decided not to use them
0: <laughs> this is post all-star break over the season no no no, over the season oh russell mm, nope outside the top three oh, wow. which is which is incredible that's terrifying um yep. let's see paul
1: paul first eighty six. Mm-hmm. Russ is 0.81, so 0.86
0: eight, even is just like Whoa. yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's, it's not good. Not good. <laughs> no. Um, hmm. Mellow Yes,
1: 0.86. Unless, <laughs> unless, like, like Russ is 9.4 uh, plays per game. Uh, George is 5.5, and Mellow is 2.1. Okay. Who's the third? Third. Five. Um. Uh, Ray. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And this is kind of worrisome to me.
0: Yeah, that's more than worrisome to me. Like, if yeah, we can't even it, run it a pick and roll. Well, it doesn't count.
1: That is the, um, uh, the own own production. So the point that Russ does. Oh, okay. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of skewed. But to me, that tells a lot of Russ's season. He wasn't, he, he wasn't able to, to score... Uh, as much in pick and roll situations and I think that was in full display against Portland part is spacing oh, yeah. part is uh, him not shooting um, so the third category and the last one for this uh, first part is spot up you have to tell me the worst of course in this category
0: okay the worst spot up shooters
1: yeah is there a minimum uh, well, I took out like Kyle But Kyle wasn't bad <laughs> No, he, he wasn't, he hadn't been that bad this season And uh, uh, th- th- Don't count centers Okay uh, Josh Eustace 0. 0.57 Dead last Oh, gosh that's, Yeah, point or, so point or, Yeah, that, that is that is the number That is making me mad uh, well, Ter- Terrence No, 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 Ter- Terrence is very good where is he what is he at? Uh I don't remember, but it was like uh very few attempts and okay. and it was very, very good, like top three in the team. Do you include Robertson in this? Yes. Robertson? Yes, six point
0: five
1: And third? third? Third. Um Russell? No, no, no. Russ is a bit higher. It, it's not bad in spot up situation, Russ. Okay it's easy I complain a lot
0: <laughs> um, <coughs> oh boy Melo
1: no Melo is abysmal uh, but not that abysmal <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy 0.78 okay well, that's, yeah. I mean that's not good but it's it's, no, not, no, it's not it's not Josh Eustis no. level well, no but it's terrible like, it, because he's taking like a good amount, and yeah. like, like it's it's not good. Um, second part of the game quickly enough. Um, it is: am I worse than my opponent, or am I better than my opponent In this case, is better. So I took again uh, the best of uh, the four like players in the team that we uh, the Tokyo C will face this week, and you have to tell me if our champion is better than the other ones. Okay. okay,
0: can I just so, stop you real quick and tell you that yeah. Jeremy Grant and Josh Eustis, Jer- Jeremy Grant shooting twenty six percent from three, and Josh is shooting twenty seven percent from three. I just needed to say that. That's just so yeah. terrible. Yeah, that's and and,
1: and mostly in corners, threes. So and weirdly enough, I think that Jeremy shooting be better uh, About the break than corner. That is just the eye test. That could could probably be
0: like wrong. But, but Grant is twenty one percent from the corners. Yeah, yeah. So it's better. Eustis uh, is twenty seven percent from the corners. You, Josh shoots like just from the corner, basically. Goodness. And so, yeah, that's why. That's
1: why. I mean, that that is the, the main, the, the real difference uh, between OKC and a team like you mm-hmm. They have reliable shooters that right. can defend. Like, if yeah. if if Eustis and Grant were to shoot thirty three percent, thirty four percent. Oh. This would look like completely. I'm not saying like above average. Like. But between 32
0: and 35, mm-hmm. this team could be completely different. Yeah. And to their credit, we said that they were better shooters than Robertson. Robertson was 19% of the quarter, <laughs> so they are better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: but they take long, too. That's why their uh, point per possession in spot-up situation is, is worse
0: than yes. Robertson. Okay. Re- retell about your game. Sorry, I interrupted.
1: No, no, no. Uh, it is again. Am I better than my opponents this week? Because I want to be positive. So we take the best of the best uh, in the um, uh, stats category from Houston, uh, San Antonio, Phoenix, and OKC. And you have to tell me if our champions is our champion is better uh, than the other ones. Okay. Okay. Off screen, uh, minimum 0.5 attempts per game, minimum 40 game played. Our champions is of course Paul George. Yeah. And the other ones are Ryan Anderson, Devin Booker, Paddy Mills.
0: Oh. I'm going to go ahead and say that Paul is better.
1: No. Um, although Paul takes 3.2 shots off the screen, which is the best of the pack, he is at 1.12, which is very, very good. Oh, yeah. But Anderson in 0.8, so like not in the same league or in terms of attempts, he is at 1.33, which is, which is incredibly good. Yeah. yeah. And it, I was shocked that no one uh, is taking off-screen shots in Houston. Uh, they run very few of those. Like, right? So one, one of the highest uh, in terms of attempts.
0: Huh. Yeah. And, they're an ISO-heavy ISO team. Like, people like, yeah. want to kill ISO ball. Like if you're good at it, like Houston is, like it's great. <laughs> yeah, because it, because they can generate like three point shot, like catch
1: and shoot three point shot. Out yeah, of that. yeah. Um, yeah. So three point two is very good. I mean, I would, I think that in that sense, OKC using Paul George very nicely in, mm-hmm. in terms of skin production. The second one is a uh, three point made in terms of percentage in clutch situations. Uh can you guess who is our guy? Oh. Is it Mello? No, I took I took the one uh with the most attempt in the team. That is what I did. There. Oh the most
0: attempts? Russell?
1: Yeah. Russell. Yes. And the other ones are um Danny Green, uh James Harden and Devin Booker. So is so is Russ better than
0: like those guys? I know he's probably better than Devin Booker. Um but he's not better.
1: Uh, actually, Devin Booker is leading the pack. Oh, is he really?
0: 30,
1: yeah, 36.8%.
0: I, th- wow. I, I thought I heard somebody say recently that he was not good in the clutch, but I obviously misheard. Well, maybe he's not shooting anything
1: uh, in others, uh, like no for twos, no for anything. Yeah. Uh, but three, at least according to NBA.com, if I didn't look correctly. Uh, I, like, I, I double check. No,
0: so. I, I assume it's right. I just, I just, I'm misremembering something. Yeah, and Russ is 22%, which is, Ugh. you know,
1: not good. But Harden is not good anyway, uh, either. What it's is he spread. at? 29.2. Okay. Huh. That's which, which, uh, PG is the best in terms of percentage in OKC, 33%. And Melo is at 14%. Oh,
0: Yeah, boy. 40. Yeah, yeah. I guess I Last remember that one shot that he made then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was against Mini, I would say. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. yeah.
1: At home, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe a couple of others, at least one. I don't remember uh, mm-hmm. the game.
0: Um, so I have two
1: categories, but let's do just one um, because it's easy, the other one. So paint touches. Okay. Uh, our guy is obviously Stephen Adams, mm-hmm. and the others are Lamarcus Aldridge. In Capella, and Tyson Chandler.
0: Oh, man. I want to say Adams is the best of those, but Capella is probably unbelievable. No,
1: you're actually right. Steven yeah. Adams is taking the most post touches, um, like paint touches, from the pack, like to 12.6 per game. I was kind of well, surprised. Yes, yes. Capella is 10.7. Aldridge is 8.9. Huh. But I assume it's because, shooting, yeah. Takes a lot of non-paint shots, yeah. And Chandler is at 6.7, mm-hmm. but he's like less minutes, so it was actually uh, predictable. But Adams is, is one of the first centers, in, I, I think the, the, the one of the centers is taking the most
0: uh, post-touches. What I, what I would love to know in those mm-hmm. stats is the percentage of those shots that are taken in the first half.
1: Oh, uh, you can filter. Uh, I think. Let me. I don't know. I can check that.
0: I would but guess I it's quite. A, I would guess it's over half, if not like seventy percent, in the first half. Yeah, that might be case. It. And it's puzzling that he's not taking that many shots out of those
1: touches, right? While Drummond is taking way more shots on those touches. But anyway, I thought. These were interesting categories. Yeah, to, that to, is
0: that is really interesting. Uh, big game tomorrow. I think I've overemphasized that in today's <laughs> show, um, but should be should be a fun one. You know, Harden back in OKC. It, it's I think we're kind of over the Harden trade stuff, even if Bill Simmons isn't. Um, it's it should be it should be a fun game. I hope that we get a close game, and it would be really great to get a Thunder win tomorrow night wouldn't count on it uh but then the thunder are at home for a little bit i think which is a good thing for them they've had a lot of road games recently um over the past two weeks they've only had one home game or since the all-star break they've only had one home game so i think it'll be nice for them to be back at home uh against phoenix san antonio and then sacramento um and then they uh, fly to atlanta second out of a back-to-back which they still still should be able to win but they're home for a minute uh, if you're going to the games enjoy the games um, I'll be at Houston and San Antonio so if you see me feel free to say hello um, Michele anything else before we go
1: no I think we we covered a lot of ground and hopefully we'll be more optimistic next next week yes
0: hopefully so you can follow Michele on Twitter at Mikey Berra if you just want to be a smarter Thunder fan if you want to be that Follow him on Twitter. Uh, pretty simple. Follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. You can follow me personally, Andrew K. Schlecht on Twitter. Continue to leave us five star reviews. We had I think we got six last week, which is awesome. If we could get more than that this week, I'd appreciate that. I know there's still a lot of you guys that listen on a daily basis. I don't know if you listen to the iTunes app or not, but if you could go into your iTunes, your Apple Podcast app, and search Down to Dunk leave us a five-star review. Leave us a little message. If you have time for that, I promise it doesn't take very long and it does mean a whole lot to us. So we appreciate you guys listening and downloading. Tell your friends about our show. If you have friends that are Thunder fans that don't listen to us, please just spread the word. Like that's how this thing continues to snowball is you tell your friends via social media, uh, in person, tell your coworkers, whoever about our show. That just, um, that's how this thing keeps going. So, We appreciate you guys, uh, and we'll talk to you. I have a special podcast actually coming out tomorrow. I'll be giving you guys four shows this week. A special pod tomorrow, uh, and so we will talk to you guys then.